yo, yo, it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Man, am I excited for what we have for you today. It's a real treat. Have you ever heard of Damon John? I think just about everybody has, Shark Tank. So our guest today worked with Damon John as an intern. Uh, he also is a New Yorker, right? So I know a lot of you guys are from New York and Pennsylvania that are listening in throughout the country, but he's got that hustler spirit. A Forbes 30 and under 30 nominee, Matt has worked with Damon John of ABC Shark Tank for the past three years on top of hosting the uh, Decoding Decoding Success Podcast. Excuse me, Decoding Success Podcast. So today we're going to decode success, maybe a little bit, right? We're going to talk about the uh, uncommon uh, path that people don't hear about so often, right? And then also... Um, founding his branding agency, 1B Branding, and traveling the country to speak in front of audiences, which helps to propel him closer to his goal of get this, get this Overcomer Nation, positively impacting the lives of 1 billion individuals. That is the goal of Matt Labrie. And Matt, welcome to the show. Travis, thank you so much for the opportunity. I know that we were just saying this before we hopped on here, but I want to express gratitude for the opportunity to be here. But furthermore, what you've been able to build with your Overcomers Nation, it's a really beautiful thing. So thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. Well, well, thank you for being here. I'm super excited. I mean, you just talk about the hustler spirit. Um, you turned a, just a short conversation with Damon John into an internship and uh you know, I don't know where we want to begin today, but let's talk about that for a second, if we would. Yeah, um, for sure. About that. I was in college. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the full story, but I'm going to speed it up. Um, let me start off with this. I sucked at school, okay. plain and simple, right? So I don't want it to make it sound like I had everything figured out and I had this royal opportunity to meet Damon. It, it was the opposite. I absolutely sucked in school, but... At one point, there was a breaking moment, and I realized I needed to get my stuff together. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say the expletive of stuff, but uh, we'll leave it at that. And as I was getting my stuff together, I you know, was transitioning into a new college, and I realized that the opportunities that I had in my life weren't the same as the opportunities that the kids that, or students that I was surrounded with. And not to compare, but I realized that I had opportunities that allowed me to grow. Uh, and I couldn't say the same for the students around me. So I wanted to become a student leader. Long story short, I'm in Dominican Republic on spring break my junior year. I'm looking at my phone. My phone's ringing and I'm saying to myself, damn, if I answer this, I'm going to get hit with international charges from Verizon, but it's my school that's calling me. So I have to answer. The lady on the other end of the line says, Matt, would you like to meet Damon John? And I was saying to myself, damn, this lady knows me so well. Like why, you know, why is she asking me this? I knew they weren't calling me about my tuition because I paid it my damn self. So what, what could it be about? And she asked me if I wanted to meet Damon. It was an absolute yes. And it just so happened that he would be on my college campus two days after I arrived back in the States. Um, he grew up in the neighborhood in which my school was in, which is Jamaica, Queens. 
And I was one of three students with that opportunity. So as we're in the green room, I am the absolute last person the day he's on my college campus. I'm the last person to shake his hand before he jumped on stage. It was me and two other students. I was the last person to shake his hand. He looked at me like I had 10 heads when I said to him, Damon, I'm going to work with you. And I know I have one really big head, but he looked at me like I had 10 and he was like, you know, I, I didn't know that he heard this all the time, but furthermore, he went on stage, he did his fireside chat, and at the end of the speech, I saw a gentleman that was walking up the auditorium, or, or the theater, I should say, that looked like Santa Claus. Furthermore, that Santa Claus figure is a gentleman named George. George worked with Damon, and I didn't know this because George and I were uh, years apart in age, but George and I had worked together in numerous capacities over the years in hospitality. And... I had a conversation with George. He's like, go meet Damon again. So I went to go meet Damon again, kept knocking on that door and saying, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to work with you. Long story short, it ends up into an internship, internship into a job, job into being interviewed by him. And now we're here. Wow. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. So um, what was the internship? What was the job? You know, how, how did that evolve? Yeah. Absolutely. So I was able to get myself an interview by knowing George, but George always essentially tells me that I didn't get you that internship. I got you the interview. Uh, it was you that got yourself that internship. So essentially I was doing business development for Damon, uh, which in, as an intern in, entailed a lot. And, you know, I'm talking about office stuff, like building new desks, taking down old ones, um, you know, kind of intern like duties, but also furthermore transitioning into the full-time role. It, was starting to take on content initiatives and building Damon's personal brand from a digital perspective, whether that be his social media, whether that be his digital courses, his books, so on and so forth. So it actually entailed a lot. And like I said, the more that I was around as an intern, the more it led to things that I would actually be doing from a full-time capacity. Oh, nice. Very cool. And then where did the show come in? Where did the show come in? Decoding Success Podcast. I like that. You know, earlier when I was... Uh, thinking about uh, John Lee Dumas wrote a book about the common path to uncommon success that maybe you found some commonalities in your uh, decoding success. But at what point did uh, did your show come into the picture? And, and tell us a little bit about that show, if you would. Absolutely. So December 4th of 2018 is when the show was born. Uh, while working with Damon, as you could imagine, I mean, full-time job, you really don't have much time to do a podcast unless you really carve it out. Um, and this is before pandemic. So this is, you know, pre remote work and whatnot. Uh, and to that point, I had an intern who's now a very good friend of mine who would co constantly nudge me. He's like, Matt, like you need a podcast, you need a podcast. And this is back in 2017, 2018. And I liked podcasts, but like, I couldn't even fathom the thought of adding that to my plate while I was working on Damon's podcast and doing this, that, the other, um, and then it led me to, or I should say my ego led me to leave my job with Damon prematurely. And it's not necessarily something I regret, but it's something I acknowledge. And when I had left my job with Damon, I realized that I had nothing planned. Mm. I had no plan in place. And I said to myself, well, what is one thing that I could do to start building some momentum? That one thing that I could start doing instantly was start a podcast. So I did exactly that. And 
I can't tell you, and maybe you could resonate with this, Travis, like sometimes we just get ideas and we don't know where they come from. So for instance, like the name of the show, Decoding Success, I have no clue where that came from. Zero clue. Like, I can't tell you like, oh, it was so calculated. It was just like, I think it was just the universe, God, whatever that greater power is that you might believe in kind of just guiding me. And that was the pursuit that began December 4th. And we're still rocking and rolling. We're having a great time doing it. But that's exactly how it was born. And it's made me a a genuinely curious individual, which is why I'm going to ask you, have you ever had a moment where something's kind of just came to you and you were like, where did that come from? But I I like it. I'm going to go with it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about that. Uh, You know, the uh, Overcomers podcast is sponsored by our franchise, Journey 333. But, you know, just about everything that's happened in Journey has felt like it was coming from another source. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I remember even writing our mission statement and saying, whoa, where did that come from? You know, because it was about tracking people down when you didn't show up, like looking for lost sheep. And I'm like, boy, that felt like some divine inspiration, you know. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can totally relate to what you're saying. But since you decided to start that podcast, you've been able to have some amazing guests on there. Grant Cardone, Dean Graziosi, which, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, that would usually be the guy you're seeing with Tony Robbins all the time, side by side, you know. So, um, you know, that, that's been pretty amazing, some of the guests that you've been able to have on there. Um, congratulations to you on that. And also decoding success, understanding from the title, uh, if you could share with us a little bit about what you've learned about decoding mm-hmm. success. Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I appreciate the kudos. Um, I'm very, very grateful for the seat that I've been able to sit in with this journey that I'm pursuing. What I've learned is this, and I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible. Number one is we need to really turn inward to be able to define success. I can speak from experience, and I'm sure you can as well to an extent. When it comes down to defining success outside of ourselves, and I did that for many years, I just turned 30 years old in 20, whatever year we're in, 2022. Uh, I'm trying to remember (laughs) what year we're in. Um, Not for long, pretty soon. Pretty soon, exactly. Um, But I defined success outside of myself for a very long time, and I can't say that I still don't. I am working on this. What I've learned through the show is that you need to turn inward to be able to define it. Oftentimes, this doesn't happen in your 20s. Um, And also, to add, your definition of success will evolve over time. These are natural things. And I throw that out there because, you know, anyone that's listening to this might, might say, well, all right, how did I define success at 20 years old? Did I even define success at 20 years old? Or was I so pre programmed and conditioned to believe that success was what Webster Miriam's dictionary says or what my parents told me success was, right? So throwing that out there that it evolves and you need to turn inward to define it. Now, I'll say this as well. What I've learned is that you need to define it for yourself. Um, which is exactly what I was getting at. So how Dean defines success, how Mel Robbins defines success, how Grant Cardone defines success, it's all so radically different that the best way to sum it up is they all found a way to know what worked for them, right? And once you know what works for you is how you can start to build upon that. Um, You know, some things that do stand out over the course of, 265 plus episodes is people that define success based off of the lessons they've learned, 
versus based off of what they want to achieve. Mm. And that to me is really powerful because, I mean, I'm learning lessons every day. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student in sponge of life, but it's been really interesting. I'm curious how, like, if you were to define it, Travis, how would you define success? Well, I love where you're going with that, right? Because uh, if there was anything that the pandemic did for me as a fitness franchisor, it helped me to understand who I truly was. You know, I, mm. I wasn't my things, you know, I wasn't, wasn't even what I did for a living because there for a while, the government shut us down and said we couldn't do what we do, you know, right? So right. It, it's, it's cool to go on this journey that we call life and understand uh, how to truly know yourself and mm. measure yourself. Um, so uh, interestingly, it's only been over the last couple of years that I've really been getting to know me and know that I'm not my things, right? Mm. If all we are is what we have, then when we lose what we have, who are we, right? There's your exactly. logic on that. You're not your accomplishments because if that's like almost like an as soon as type of happiness, right? Uh, as soon as I accomplish this, I'll be happy, right? Well, then if you don't accomplish that, you know, like, are, are you less, you know? Um, so I, I agree with you. I agree with your definition, Matt. I, I think as far as the, the Decoding Success podcast that you've been getting from others, is true success to actually meet yourself. You see, I think many people go through life and they've never even met themselves. You know, they've yep. just been caught up in the, I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what I accomplish. I'm what other people think of me. All these types of things that feed the ego. But the ego is not even who you are. If you could actually arrive at this point in your life where you realize that you're not even your own thoughts, that you're the observer mm -hmm. of the thoughts, then you'd be like, whoa, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but that's a pretty successful place to be, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. When you turn inward right and it's such a powerful thing and not many people do it not many people do it and some people and it's not judgment that i'm casting it's just the truth right um not many people will turn inward but when you do what you learn over the course of that journey is incredible i'll give you an example i had mike tyson's happiness coach on he had a happiness coach back in the day his name was anil gupta he taught me how to become grateful and that's something that he learned over his journey. Now, you might say, well, yeah, sure. You know, you could write down things you're grateful for in a journal. Well, that didn't work for me. So I, I kept digging to try and find someone that could really elaborate on it. I, I don't know why this is standing out, but I, I'm really excited to share this. He said, Matt, are you a righty or a lefty? And I said, I'm a righty. I throw a baseball with my right hand. I shoot a basketball with my right hand. It's my dominant hand. Mm -hmm. He says, okay, so can I have your left hand? I said, no, I don't want to give you my left hand. He said, well, if you lost your left hand, how would you feel? And I said, well, to be honest, I know people do experience that and I'm not being insensitive by sharing this. Like I wouldn't want to get rid of my left hand. And he said, so you're grateful for your left hand. Mm -hmm. And I said, mm. things like that, mm -hmm. when you learn over the course of turning inward, that's success. It's just like discovery, 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 peeling back the layer after layer and you know, some people have more layers than others. Some people are able to penetrate the layers faster, slower, whatever the case is. But what matters is that you actually do it. Really good. Really good. So where did the branding company come in? Where did the branding company come in? Yeah. I mean, I was working with Damon um, from 2015 to 2018-ish, 2019-ish, whatever it was. I don't even remember the time period. But when I was working with him, I was so hyper-focused on his 
brand, right? Everything I was doing, I was building out strategy from a content perspective. I was creating content. I was coordinating content. I was managing the content, uh, whether that be podcast, social, uh, press, this, that, the other. And I said to myself, well, if I'm doing this for Damon, I need to do it for myself. Like, why wouldn't I be doing this for myself, right? Like, I want to make an impact in the world. I have a story to tell. I failed out of college. I got kicked out of two high schools. I watched my mother battle cancer. I lost all of my life savings, which at the time was, you know, 80,000 plus dollars. Like, I did all of I have a story to tell. So I need to focus on this for myself. And I did. So once I started doing that and I started to put my message out into the world creatively and in different forms... Next thing you know, I have people knocking on my door, sending me emails to come speak at their college. And I said, wow, like, is it that simple to tell a story, to tell your brand? What is your brand? Who are you, right? Branding is the art of differentiation. Personal branding, personal means you. So who are you? Again, success going inward, personal branding going inward. I was doing this for myself. And I said, you know what? I was doing it for Damon, doing it for myself. I need to do this for other people. Mm -hmm. So it allowed me to work with a larger group by starting my own organization, which, you know, led me to work with Nelly Galan, who's the former president of Telemundo, New York Times bestselling author, even work with startup brands to help them realize like, hey, you see what Nike's doing, but just because Nike's having success doing what they're doing doesn't mean that you need to imitate to innovate to the utmost extent like know who your brand is and creatively pour that out into the world you'll be able to receive a better core following if you do that and i just got really passionate about that subject and sometimes i get lost in it but it's such a powerful thing to see someone thrive with what you help them create because now i don't only make an impact through my work but my work makes an impact through other people. And that allows me to impact even more because, I mean, reaching 1 billion people by myself would be pretty crazy. Not impossible, right? Mother Teresa, Tony Robbins, I'm sure they've done it. But um, yeah, I, I get juiced up over branding. No, that's really good. Really good. Um, and Overcomer Nation, if you're listening, you might be thinking branding, oh, that was, those are for entrepreneurs or whatever. But, you know, how many people uh, nowadays are trying to share themselves socially yeah and yet maybe failing miserably at it you know if you're somebody that's listening right now and you're like yeah i like to put out stuff on social media that shares a little bit about who i am and what i think and and i hope that that makes a difference in in somebody's life well then you might be able to learn a little bit about branding from matt here uh as to maybe how you want to do it properly you know what what tips would you give to somebody that's that's really trying to share their story in a powerful way you know, because that's what you do for a living, right? You know, get people yeah. to share their story in powerful ways. You know, that's branding, right? So, absolutely, yeah. Could you give us a, a little bit about like how that works for anybody? A hundred percent. It's going to go back to a few things I already mentioned. I don't want to sound like a parrot here, but I think this is really important. Number one, we need to understand what branding truly is. Branding is the art of differentiation. Personal means ourself. And I'm going to give you a quote for people that like quotes. The, the most famous doctor in the world once said this. In short, don't quote me verbatim because I don't necessarily remember it verbatim, but he said, there's no one in the world you were than you. His name just so happens to be Dr. Seuss. Mm -hmm. uh, the best Dr. Seuss quote there is. 
And I tie it into personal branding because there's no one in the world you were than you. There's no one else that you have to be. So when it comes down to sharing your message, we don't have to try to be like Gary Vaynerchuk. We don't have to try to be like Tony Robbins or Mel Robbins or whoever. We just have to be ourselves, And we can get caught up in wanting to be these other people because we see the success they're having. And the reason I'm able to share this is because I've done that. I've seen Gary V's success and this person's success. And I've tried to do what they did. And I said to myself, yeah, sure. Are people resonating with this message? I'm sure they are to an extent, but is this who you truly are? So having conversations like this is the real me versus what I did three, four, five years ago when I actually started this. So ultimately the best piece of advice I can give anyone is meet other people at your most authentic self. There's no reason to pretend. And a lot of people are pretending. I've pretended a good portion of my life so that people didn't realize that, you know, maybe I didn't have my stuff together in this area or this area of life. We don't need to pretend. We're all figuring this thing out called life. Not everyone has or no one has a, a blueprint that's just like, hey, you go from here to here to here to here. It's no, you just got to navigate and figure it out. So there's no reason to feel like you need to pretend. Show up authentically you. If you don't know what authentically you is, go back to the beginning of this episode with Travis and myself and turn inward, right? Which is what we started this conversation off. Turning inward could look like numerous things. It could be finding journal prompts on the internet. It could be working with a coach, working with a therapist. It could be finding a community, uh, whether that be in the gym or a men's group or a woman's group or whatever the case is, there's so many ways, but ultimately turn inward and show up authentically. You is the best way to put it. Wow. That's really good. Really good. And you know, Matt, this is the overcomers podcast, you know, so, uh, you've been through some stuff and, mm. you know, uh, getting arrested, uh, kicked out of high school twice, losing a D one scholarship, uh, injury, you know, your mother's battle with cancer, as you mentioned earlier, losing uh, your life savings, $80,000, you know. Um, so if you could, uh, you know, share with our audience, the Overcomers Nation, because here you are today, you know, speaking on stages, podcasts, working for Damon West, those things didn't define you. Um, you know, there's Let's let's decode, if you will, decode what it means to be an overcomer. Since we decode success in your podcast, help me to decode for the overcomer nation how somebody can go through all that and still be chasing what you're chasing and looking at life from the lens you're looking at it through. What do you think it takes to be an overcomer? What has been your secret? I'm going to give you three letters that changed my life. And it's interesting. You said those things didn't define you. And I agree with that, but they did shape me. Mm -hmm. And what I will say are these three letters. It's an equation. And, I, you know, for the people listening, I suck at math, right? So trust me, it's not numbers. It, it's letters. It's E plus P equals O. Now, if I don't give credit to the gentleman that shared this with me, I, I would be doing a discredit. His name is John Gordon. And E plus P equals O stands for and represents... The events plus perspective equals the outcome. So again, the events plus your perspective equals the outcome. To that point, we don't get to control every event in our life. We don't. Some of which you named I could have controlled a little bit better than what I did, <laughs> but I was a reckless emotional kid that was just trying to figure it out. Um, 
the events we don't always get to control, but what we do get to control is how we perceive them. And in the moment, it's not easy to see someone you love battle cancer and say, you know, this is going to teach me something. No, we're human beings. I didn't operate like that. And I'm being transparent, right? It takes you years after to realize that someone close to you just battled cancer. So what should you do? You should get early detection. You should take care of yourself. You should move your body. You should fast. You should do whatever works for you to potentially prevent that, right? Your perspective is in your control. Might be six months, one year, six years down the line, whatever it may be, but you can choose how to perceive those events. And that alone right there will determine the outcome. So no matter what it is I've been through, that's how I view it. So whether it be losing money to, you know, egotistical behavior, I realize, okay, is your ego in the driver's seat now or is your ego out of the driver's seat? Are you spending money because you're looking to comfort yourself or are you spending money because you really need this? Um, asking yourself those questions and that comes when you turn inward. You have a, a certain level of consciousness and mindfulness when you're able to turn inward and watch what you're doing outside of yourself. So ultimately, that's it. Uh, e plus P equals O. Events plus perspective equals the outcome. Wow, that's really good. Listen to that overcombination. E plus P equals O. Events mm. plus perspective equals outcome. You know, I've heard it said before that it's, you know, life is 90%. Um, what is it? 90% what happens to you, 10% how you react to it. Or no, 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. I was screwing up that formula there. But it's really all about how do you see these happenings in your life? Like, do you look for the gift in the situation? Mm. And and even though it's very difficult, uh, you know, you named one with your mother with cancer, uh, it's a very tough thing to do. Now, I want to ask you, you know, so you're, you have this successful branding company now, but let me ask you this, as you look back on life and now we're going to decode success, how much of everything that's happened, how much of losing your entire life savings, how much of putting together desks for Damon John in an internship, you know, how much of, uh, you know, whether it's getting kicked out of school or uh, whatever the case might be, how much of that had to happen for you to be able to be as open as you are to understanding your gifts today, to sharing your gifts from stages and with the companies and the people that you help? I mean, how much as you look back of that had to happen in order for you to be where you're at today? All of it. Um, all of it yeah. and the reason i can say that is because if it didn't need to happen it wouldn't have happened right mm -hmm. um not to be all spiritual and woo woo but i mean you and i right here right now we are where we're supposed to be otherwise we wouldn't be here you know yeah. um that's just the truth you know and it's it's crazy to think that the world works like that but it does it does and we might not know why we're here right now maybe travis you're like you know what matt like we're, we're going to be lifelong friends after this or whatever. Like we don't know, but we are where we're supposed to be. So when asking that question, you know, I look back, do, do I want to say yes, the, everything was meant to happen? No, because I, I don't want anyone to suffer or experience what I've experienced or experience their own suffering. You know, I wish we could eliminate suffering, but oftentimes our biggest gifts are in our pain. Yeah. and 
it sucks that life works like that, but it's just how it works. And it, I'm not sitting here and saying that we need to suffer to grow, but think of the times in, in your life, whoever's listening to this, think of the times in your life where you had low moments. We know that low moments don't last. They, they never do. They can't, right? I mean, think of a tortilla. You got to flip it. You know, if it has one side, it has the other. Uh, you know, what's good has bad. What's bad has good. What rains? I'm in New York City. It's raining right now. There's sun right behind it. You know, like it just doesn't last. But in our pain is our greatest gifts. And I think everything in my life had to happen the way it had to happen for me to be where I am. And I'm still learning, you know? Yeah. You know, there's a saying that every obstacle introduces a man or woman to him or herself. Um, has there been a time in your life um, you know, with all the adversities that you faced, uh, that you feel like it really introduced you to you, helped you get to know you better. Yep. Uh, June, 2020, June, 2020, I was in a relationship with an incredible woman. She still is incredible regardless of how our relationship went. But I just said to myself, I was getting sick of how I was feeling. Like the relationship was bringing up anxiety and I'm like, what is going on? Like, that this is happening and don't get me wrong. Like I, I was allowing myself to be mistreated and, you know, relationships are is a whole other topic, but essentially it was the, like in that moment. And I said to myself, you know what, you're going to start therapy. And, you know, at that time I was 27. I'm a male. I'm not necessarily the common person to go into therapy, but I, I needed to do something, you know, and that adversity of just finally feeling sick of it. I don't know if you've ever been there, Travis, where you just feel sick of your circumstances, where, you, where you're just like, you know what? I need to make a change. Like, there's no one that is here to save me. Like, I need to do this. That was what did it for me. It was just like, you know what? All of the accumulation of life was built up inside that 27-year-old mat. Now, I mean, there's a lot of me. I'm six foot five. I'm 215 pounds, so I could hold a lot. But at that point, it was just like, you know what? That's it. Like everything I carried, my parents getting divorced, uh, you know, just negative self-talk and how I let people around me talk bad about me for not doing good in school and for getting injured and not playing baseball and basketball in college and this, that, and the other. I was holding all of that inside of me and I still am to an extent. I'm still, you know, going through the process of letting that out. But it was that moment where I found myself getting mistreated and these negative feelings of anxiety and whatever else coming up. And I said, you know what? The shift needs to happen. Enough is enough. And that moment was when I started to turn inward. And before that, I'm just going to throw this out there for the people listening. Before that, it's not to say I didn't do personal development work, but going to Tony Robbins, UPW, and walking on fire and doing you know personal development workshops over weekends, do they help? Yeah. But for me, it was therapy that drastically changed my life. And... I share that because, you know, we're in this holly jolly season of Christmas and the holidays and whatever holiday it is you, you celebrate. This is a tough time for some people, you know, so um, no matter what it is you're feeling there, there is help out there. But it was that exact moment for me, that exact month. I can't tell you the day, but that month where I was, you know, found myself crying and I'm like, you know what? I need to make a shift. I need to make a change. Yeah, very good. Very good. You know what I like about what you're sharing and, and Overcomer Nation, I, if you're listening, this is for you because we're all carrying something. Mm -hmm. And the problem with carrying things, uh, you know, things like what Matt described, where uh, it's like what other people have said about us for different, you know, shortcomings and stuff like that is uh, 
it's like an albatross around your neck. And the unfortunate part is that you're tying your identity to things that you shouldn't. And then we can't become who we're meant to be without letting go of who we once were. And the, the problem there is, uh, uh, you know, I feel like, Matt, what we're really talking about here is identity. Like you had to let go of some of the things that you were carrying and kind of tying your identity to so you could step into a, uh, a more truer form of yourself, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good. That's a great you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. What you just said is exactly what you get to walk away with. You get to walk away with a more truer version of yourself. You get to walk away with who you are at your core. And it's hard to say, right? It's impossible to measure where anyone is pertaining to healing or which is a very sexy word that gets thrown around uh, or what like you can't measure that. You can't measure where you where you are in your inner depths, but it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter where you are. What matters is that you're actually doing it because the more you do it, the more you get to meet yourself, who you actually are. Just think about all the things that society threw on top of us. I'll give you an example. I, I grew up in a middle-class family in a middle-class neighborhood. And at my elementary school, I was very tempted to want to join a gang which wasn't even a gang but you know those were outside sources that were influencing me i wanted to listen to 50 cent and eminem because though i went from backstreet boys to 50 cent like that's a crazy transition (laughs) you know what i'm saying like outside forces impact us so much and we are unconscious of them oftentimes so you know meeting that core self is such a beautiful thing yeah really good really good so where where will Matt Labrie go next? What what's your uh, you know as far as impacting a billion people, mm. um, you know how do you intend to do it? You know because I think you got a lot to share with the world. I appreciate that. I'm very grateful again for this opportunity. I I you know I don't know. That is a good question. Where do I go next? Um, wow, you're making me think on that one because the the truth of the matter is I don't know. Uh, and. I'm almost in a season of my life where I'm kind of just floating like a leaf in the fall, you know, and uh, that alone can, you know, bring about some negative feelings because it's, I'm not saying that I have lack of direction in life, but I'm trying to find my next opportunity, you know, whether it be a professional change or a personal change, I don't know, you know, and I think allowing yourself to be open to what the universe presents you. Like for instance, yesterday I had an opportunity come in my inbox that I loved. You know, I had a a speaking engagement come through where a friend was like, Hey, can you speak to my organization about podcasting? You know, just being open to what the universe presents is what season I'm in. And we'll we'll see where it takes me. I'm not too sure. That's a great place to be. That's a great place to be. If we could all have minds that were attached to nothing and opened everything, you know, I think that we would uh, have more in our life of what the universe has in store. And the universe has a lot of abundance in store for us, you know. So it's good not to be married to too many ideas because uh, where you think you're heading might not be where you're supposed to be. So that's really good. Really good. Um, So how can people uh, work with you, get more of you? Absolutely. And I appreciate that. I'm, I'm everywhere. And I I hate to say that the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, My Instagram is M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S. I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, Shoot me a message. I answer all of my messages. If we're not following one another, it's most likely going to go into my requests folder, but I have notifications to be able to see that. So I will make sure to get to you, especially if you mention that you're you're here in Travis's community. So uh, that's the best way to get to me. Uh, I have a website out there where you can, you know, same thing, mattlibri.com. But uh, yeah, reach out. I'm, I'm here for conversation. I'm here to help anyone that I can help guide anyone, uh, talk through things, be of value, whatever the case is. Uh, you know, I'm an open book and I love to network. So I'm here for it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of uh, networking and working with people, um, how about if somebody was interested in what we talked about today with your branding company? Yeah, same thing. The best way is through Instagram, 100%. Uh, I do have a website out there for the branding agency, but what I like to do is just, I run everything through me. I'm the man at the helm, and then I'll just delegate where it needs to be delegated. But if you're interested in some uh, brand consultation or you need strategy for your business or your personal brand or whatever the case may be, feel free to reach out on Instagram as well. Uh, Would gladly facilitate any conversations and uh, we have a good time doing it. It's a really cool process. Very cool. And uh, if people want to decode success with you on the podcast, uh, that comes out weekly then? Is that a... Yeah, yeah, we we release an episode every Wednesday, and I'm sure you can attest to this as a podcaster. It's a lot of work, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it, it's a lot of work, but we do put one out weekly every Wednesday. Uh, we have some really cool stuff coming up. In fact, one of our upcoming episodes. I'm not sure if you're familiar, Travis. I think you would love this. Um, there's a gentleman out there that can predict your death within a one month accuracy. His name is Gary Brecca. Have you heard of him yet? No, I have not heard of him. Gary He's Brecca. on the come up. Gary Brecka, B-R-E-C-K-A, uh, very, very big into fitness. But what he does is biological testing. He's not a doctor, and he makes that clear, but he does, you know, he's a human biologist. He, he'll do tests on your blood, your stool, your uh, saliva, uh, gene expression testing, so on and so forth. And Dana White of the UFC had his death predicted, and his he didn't like what he was told. It was 10 years and he made radical shifts based off of Gary, Gary's recommendations, which were, you know, different foods, uh, you know, I'm sure cutting back on alcohol and whatnot, but it was, uh, you know, recommendations for food. It was recommendation for supplements, this, that, the other, and he's living a much healthier life. So I actually have that coming up soon, which I'm excited for. Oh, so here's the question everybody will want to know. <laughs> Does Dana White have a new prediction on the, uh, when he's going to die? I'm sure he does. I'm sure okay. he does. <laughs> All right. Because yeah. we want to make sure that we can change it, right? You know, there's epigenetics going on here. And so I think uh, what's going on with Gary Brecker then is he's saying, if you keep living life the way you are today, you know, here's my prediction. And then uh, people go and make some changes and then they can, uh, you know, be the master of their fate, right? You know, so exactly. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that sounds like a great episode to tune in for. I know I'll be tuning in for it. Um at, you know, you are than you. Nobody is youer than you. E, events plus perspective equals outcome. Any final words for our audience? There's been some great gems shared today. My final words are gratitude toward you for what you're putting out into the world. You are making an impact. You allowed uh, myself to be here with you. And I want to say thank you for what you're doing in this world. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. And I'm just super grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for you sharing so generously with our audience. So thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!